Um, let me quickly dive into a scripture that uh, God has put in my heart and I just want to tune in, take your attention into that. And I know the last couple of weeks, uh, last weekend, in fact, uh, we focused on, and I, uh, how many of you enjoyed last weekend's service? Come on, what a powerful time we had in the presence of God as the body of Christ came together. And last weekend, uh, you know, uh, Pastor Mike Patz was bringing God's word in all three sessions. He was speaking on one topic that I had given him and I wanted him to communicate the message of there is more with the body of Christ. And I want to, for the next couple of weeks more, I want to just take your attention towards that. And in leadership, they always tell this, you know, when your people are getting bored by what you continuously say, that's the time they're actually getting uh, uh, what you're trying to make them understand. So I just want you to understand for the next couple of weeks as you join us, be part of our services here that God wants and God and through God, there is more through our life, in our life. And there is more that God wants to do through us. And if God wants to do through us more things, He has to do more things in us. Hallelujah. God will never do anything through us if He has not done things in us. So allow the Spirit of God to do things in us first. A changed person can only change the world. Are you with me? Everybody wants to change the world, but nobody wants to change themselves. Come on, somebody. Praise the Lord. So if God wants to change the world through you, Make sure that you align to the assignment what God has placed you with. See, everybody loves the assignment. A lot of people that I come across, they want to become a pastor. Why? Because you are on social media. You, you are celebrated. But listen, listen, listen. More than the assignment sometimes, you have to understand the alignment of the process. And each of us, each of us, each of us, God wants us to be aligned to what He has called us to do in that season. Your alignment is more important than the assignment because in your alignment, God is correcting you, He's developing you, and He's doing something in you so that you in turn can change the world through you, His Spirit will work. And today I want to talk to you from a scripture portion, John chapter 9, verses 1, 2, 3. And today's sermon that I want to bring to you is titled as, There is more to the story. There is more to the story. Have you ever had conversations with people that it was always one-sided conversation? You know, as a pastor, I get to hear from husbands and wives. Husbands and wives. Come on, somebody. How old husbands and wives? Y'all with me today, right? I get to talk to husbands and wives. Sometimes the wife comes and tells me, Pastor, my husband, my guy, you know, all the stuff she wants to tell me. And right after that, I talk to the husband. You get the complete story. <laughs> Never make judgments based on just one-sided story. And a lot of leaders, a lot of pastors, a lot of churchy people, you just hear one side of the story and you have jumped into conclusions. No, I don't want to do that. You got to hear the whole picture. You got to see what's going through. And then you decide. Are you with me, church? Praise the Lord. In John's uh, 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 book, uh, you know, Gospel according to John chapter 9, verse 1 to 3, we come across the scripture portion where Jesus, uh, let me read it for you. As he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus replied, neither this man nor his parents, said Jesus. But this happened so that the work of God 
might be displayed in him. Listen to this. As he went along, that's how the scripture starts in John chapter 9, verses 1 to 3. And we see verse 1, it says, as he went along. I love the ministry of Jesus. He was always on the go. He went and paused for a couple of minutes, a couple of hours to spend time with his father in prayer. Whatever Jesus did, he paused for a moment. But I love right after that, Jesus is always on the go. He is a God of the movement. Anything that does not move in your life, invite Jesus to it. If you seem that there are some stuck uh, uh, circumstances in your life that you wanted to have a movement in it can I declare today my God is all about the movement anything that seems stuck in life invite him can I just mention this Jesus does not go to a place accidentally oh accidentally I came to Jericho accidentally I stumbled in Gethsemane accidentally I'm in Galilee accidentally I'm in Nazareth no God goes to a place with the intention because he knows that he has an appointment in that area Bible helps us to understand as we start with verse one here as he went alone as he continued his journey he was going to a destination but as he continued to do so they came across a man who is blind from birth are you with me church in life's journey i'm so thankful that we have had an encounter with god and it is not by an accident it was the sovereign plan of heaven over our life hallelujah Maybe 20 years ago, brother. Maybe 15 years ago. Maybe just two years ago. But there are no accidents to God. What he has decided come to pass. He had an appointment with you. How many of you are thankful for your salvation? How many of you are thankful for your encounter with God? Praise the Lord. We are thankful for our Because that changed our life completely. Our encounter with God has made you a different person altogether. Just think about your life before you met Jesus. How hopeless it was. How darkened it was. But the moment the light of His glory shine in our life. Brothers and sisters, your life has changed forever. I am thankful. In the course of the journey, we had an encounter with our Savior. And guess what? He wants us to. Propagate the message of love because of the encounter we had. What he has done in us should never be kept within us. But I pray whatever God has done in us, it will be manifested through the fruits of the spirit when we minister outside. Hallelujah. Listen, this guy was blind. Born blind. And back in those days, in cultural terms and traditions, people believe he was born blind because of the sinful practices he was carrying or his parents carried out. Any sort of sin that was there in the generation or the lineage. And that is why this man was born blind. And everybody just assumed, you know, people jump into conclusions. People jump into assumptions. Oh, I think he is blind, born blind because of the sins his parents are carried out. And they just heard one side of the story. 
But guess what, baby, today? Jesus steps into the scene to declare he is not born blind because of the sins his parents have carried out. There is more to the story. He was blind so that the glory of God will be manifested in his life. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. Is there anybody here who you're dealing with some stuff, some painful moments in your life, something that you don't want to talk to others at all about? But can I tell you, sometimes God will take us through a season of despair and hopelessness when everybody else has rejected you. But God says, I want the glory of mine to be released in your life. Lazarus, oh, you died. You are in the tomb for four days and your body is decaying. But can I declare, it's never too late to change the story. When the Son of God walks into the place, dead people will arise. The tombstone has to be rolled away. And in Jesus' name, I declare, under the sound of my voice, there is somebody's story that is about to be changed when you have the encounter with the living God, Jesus. Hallelujah. Repeat after me. There is more to the story. There is more to the story. Hallelujah. The enemy might have attacked me. People might have ostracized and pushed me out. And, and I've been betrayed by so many people. But can I declare, when the Son of God walks in, everything has to change. And I declare today, there is more to the story. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, when we were planning out for our 20th anniversary celebration, there was on social media, there was a buzz all around the nation about Zion Church celebrating his 20th anniversary celebration. And people were messaging. And one of the person that I'm not going to reveal his name, you know, he was talking to me and he said, you know, Pastor Justin, you're so blessed. You're so lucky to have such a wonderful church. I said, yes, I am lucky to have a beautiful church and a wonderful group of people around me. And then he said, I wished, I wished I have the same group of people around me too. I said, yes, you wish for it and God will give you one, right? But here's the thing. Everybody sees the highlights of what is happening and they love the story. See, in Instagram, in TikTok, in, in all social media right now, including YouTube, if I'm not wrong, please correct me. You know, you see the ability where you can post stories. How many of you have... You know, the boomers don't understand this, but the millennials, I think you got it, right? <laughs> I'm sorry picking on you guys, but, you know, I had to learn yesterday how to do Instagram live. Matthews was teaching me. Come on, somebody. So you have the ability to post stories, right? But also back in the days before the stories began, you have the ability to just post a picture. What you don't understand by a picture is that the picture is just a scene of what somebody is going through. But the story will reveal more to the scene what the scene does not reveal. Are you with me church? Just a picture you see somebody smiling and you see a picture and you say oh they have a beautiful marriage. They're always smiling all the time. They're wonderful. But you have to really know them when you go to their house. Are they smiling all the time? Can I call some people and their names today? <laughs> I'm not going to do that. But when you actually really go there and sit down with them, then you know, are they really smiling all the time? Oh, no. Instagram is fake. They are lying. Facebook is a big lie. 
You got to know the big picture. You got to know the whole story. A lot of us make conclusions based on the scenes what we see. Scenes do not reveal the story. Listen to this. Scenes do not reveal the story. If you need to know and understand by faith that there is more to the story that God is bringing in your life, He's developing in your life, don't just rely on the scene. Understand the story He is bringing in our life. The story reveals more to the story. As you look, listen to this, your condition should never be your conclusion. Listen to this. Jesus is passing by and he encounters a blind man who is blind by, from birth. Your condition presently should not be your conclusion forever. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? The one who has written the story knows the conclusion of the story. Praise the Lord. The whole Marvel series, the guy who penned that, he knows how to conclude it. Even after the conclusion, he can revive and bring those people and those characters back because he knows the story even before we show the pictures. Are you with me, church? Are you with me? The blind man is blind by birth. He's been begging and asking for alms all his life. But guess what? One day, the author of life just steps into the scene to change the scene into a beautiful story to declare there is more to the story. You were born blind. Maybe you had concluded your life at the dead end of life. But can I declare today that I walk in, it's not just the end of the scene, but it's the beginning of a new chapter, a new story. The blind man was blind from birth. But Jesus walks in. Jesus steps into the scene. And now what I like about that whole portion here, as he went along, he saw a, ma a man blind, blind from birth. He saw a man. That makes me believe that Jesus will never surpass somebody without healing that person. If he sees a desperate need, Jesus will always stop for that person. Listen, desperation attracts the presence of God. How desperate are we today? How desperate are we for the Son of God to move in our life? Do we have a desperate need? I promise you, you will have an encounter with Jesus Christ. Listen, life should not and will not just end in the grave we all know that right life will not as a christian life will not and as a child of god life will not and should not end in the grave and even if you are a non-believer who have never accepted jesus as your personal savior life should not and will not end in the grave there is more to life than what grave can hold 
There is more to life that can what death can put us under. There is more to life and the more comes from the Son of God so that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And that is the promise of God's word. The moment we encounter the Son of God, the moment we come across the supernatural power of Jesus Christ, grave has to be opened. Eternal life begins in Jesus Christ. And that is why we as Christians, when we gather together to worship and to honor Him, we believe one thing. What is that? God, in you is life. And in you I find abundant life. Not just life, but I find abundant life. I may go through sickness. I may go through cancer. I may go through some difficult times. But I know that I have abundant life in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. The blind man was blind from birth. But that day, the Lord transformed his life. His story changed. He, was he had, you know, concluded his life that for the rest of his life, he's just going to earn money by begging all around in that province. But that day, Jesus stepped in to say, you will not be begging anymore because there is more through me. There is more through my giving. There is more through my touch. There is more when you believe in the Son of God. Brothers and sisters gathered in this room. What is that one thing you've been wanting? What is that one thing that you have concluded your life about? You said that there is nothing more that can happen with me and through me. But can I tell you something? When Jesus steps in. He is the Lord God Almighty of the universe. He says with me all things are possible. Your limitations. Your sickness. Anything and everything you might be possibly go through. But when I step in, everything has to obey me. Creation obeys the word of God. Circumstances and systems will obey the word of God. Do I, am I talking to some nurses right now? Am I talking to some medical people in this room? When you walk into your floor to do your regular shift, listen to this very carefully. You're walking in with the presence of the Almighty God. No matter what are they going through. But when you, I believe in the supernatural power of the Almighty God. When you walk in, their life will be transformed and changed. And you will lead people to healing in Jesus Christ do you believe that with me today praise the Lord why can't it happen it will if you believe it my God is a God of no boundaries if we believe the supernatural power he will definitely bless us but listen there's a process to the miracle which is not easy for everybody to understand the process to the miracle in the story is very nasty, very gross. We don't like it. And especially during the time of COVID, you know, the front pews, the front chairs are always the Holy Spirit anointing area for the pastor. And that's why they always keep my podium here and I don't come in between there. <laughs> and especially during the time of COVID, we maintain our distance. Come on, y'all. But here in the story, it's interesting how do we see it. The way Jesus does his miracles is sometimes nasty and beyond comprehension. And he says, after saying this, he spit on the ground. Yuck. Made some mud. 
with his saliva. Put it on the man's eyes. And he said, go. He told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. This word means sent. So the man went and washed and came home. What's the word? Seeing. He did what Jesus asked him to do. Praise the Lord. You know what? I am thankful that the man could not see before his miracle happened. Because if he had seen Jesus do the nasty stuff, what he was doing, the man would be like, oh my God, I need to call the community leaders right now. What do you think you are? Who do you think you are? You can spit on me? I'm glad he could not see it. And Jesus just did what he wanted to do it. You know why? Sometimes Jesus does things in your life so that people around you can see it. Oh, I didn't get the Pentecostals hearing. Sometimes Jesus will do things in your life when you are blind, but people around you who have the eyes and the ability to see, they will capture a vision there. He does his miracles through brokenness. What is yucky and mucky for many people around, he says, you know what, guess what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it to make this person whole and clean. And everybody around him has this vision. They see it, what Christ was doing in the person. And the person leaves, goes and washes his eyes the way Jesus told him to do so. But I love it. He can't, did not come back with a blurry vision. He did not come back with a half 50-50. He came back with 20-20. He came back with a good vision. That's how God healed this guy. But I love how the story starts. He's not blind because his parents sinned. He's not blind with people in his lineage has sinned. He was blind because today, 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 the Son of God's glory will be revealed through this man. And guess what? This blind man had to carry his blindness for so many years. So that on that particular day, his vision was restored. And sometimes I wonder, what if the blind man asked this question, God, could you not just come when I was born? Or maybe after five days, maybe after 15 days, or maybe even after one year. You know what, my parents take care of me till one year, you know. And after that, I'm by my, myself. And that's what Josiah thinks. I'm just by my myself. So you could have come within one year's time, God. But no, you waited all these years. And I walked and I begged. My life was on the streets. But today you have come. Guess what? I believe God's timing is a perfect timing. His timing may not make sense to everybody when we are going through the season of pain. But listen, when he does the miracle... You have to understand when you read the story here in John chapter 9 verse 25. You know Jesus heals the blind man and after Jesus is healed. Can I have the worship team behind me? After Jesus has healed the blind man. Everybody started having an issue. Right? There were no problems when the man was blind. But now somehow there is a lot of problem when the man is already healed. See nobody and a lot of people will not take your blessings in life. They are just jealous of you. They are just jealous of what God is doing in your life. Everybody were okay when he was on the streets. 
But today somehow his vision is restored and the Pharisees and the Sadducees and everybody around him is like, who made you whole? Who made you clean? And I love how verse 25 mentions, he replied, whether Jesus is a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I know, one thing I know, what is that? I was blind, but now I see. Praise the Lord. I don't know if the guy you're pointing, the guy you're talking about is a sinner, or he is not of a doctrinal belief or background, but one thing I know, and that cannot change my life, that is I was blind, but now I can see. See, that's what happens with salvation. When I was in India, a young girl came to me and, uh, you know, God delivered our family and all that. And this girl came to me and she's a, she's a secret believer. And uh, 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 her, uh, she got baptized without the knowledge of her parents. And her parents, her parents came to know. And it's a lot of drama that happened. And she was pushed out of the house and all that stuff. But one thing that she mentioned there was, Pastor, when I was leading a sinful life, when I was leading a sinful life, I had so many friends, so many people, my parents and everybody. But when my eyes opened, guess this, when my eyes opened and I started seeing Jesus, somehow everybody has a problem. People will not like you following Jesus. People will not like, or in other words, it's not the people, it's the demons will not like you following Jesus. The demons don't like you following the words of God. And the moment they see there is something changing you, they will come and ask you, what happened? Why? You were better when you were drinking and you were abusing people. You were better maybe 10 years ago when you were just an alcoholic and you were just abusing everybody came across your path. But today your life has changed. What happened? Why are you like this? I pray that you will look into their eyes and let them know I was blind but now I see I was lost in the practices of the world but now I see that young girl maybe at 21 22 years of age her family just left her so much going on and she came and she told me pastor I now see I now see what God has done in my life. I pray the young people in this church today. I pray the older families in this church today. I pray everybody listening to me on the online platform, people will see what Jesus has done in your life and your life will become the testimony of His glorious return. Listen church, God has placed a mandate on our life. If we had to die, we would have been dead long ago but he kept you alive so that his glory is manifested through you and I pray before December 31st ends the glory of God will be revealed in your life through your life God will do things in your life that it'll be very hard for you to contain it and you have to reveal it to the world so that they and their eyes will be open. I pray in the name of Jesus today, blind eyes will be open. You know what religion does? The way religion grows is by keeping you blind. They will tell you to 
read the scriptures that they want you to read. They will tell you to read the Vedas, the Upanishads or the Quran that they want you to read. But never will they make you understand the life that we find in Christ Jesus that can transform. And that changes you as a person altogether. I pray there'll be a group of people who walk our Zion church and in the community, in the social media platforms or in the shopping malls, wherever God takes you, they will ask you, brother, what is this difference in you? What is this change in you? And you can look at the eye of everybody who asks you this question. Let them know, I was blind, but now I see. I was blind in my ways of life, in my practices, but now I see Jesus. I see Jesus. Can we all rise up in God's house? Listen, y'all, your condition is not your conclusion. Your condition may be whatever it is right now, but that is not your conclusion. Your condition is about to change. Your condition is about to change. Like I said, scenes don't reveal the story. There's a big picture. Your story is about to change. There is more to the story. If you're here for the very first time, brother, sister, we love you. We love you. If you're hearing this message for the very first time on the online platform, we love you. But can I declare today, there is more to the story you're at right now. You're at right now. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Every eye closed, just surrender yourself as we lead in a time of worship and prayer right after that but every eye closed no distraction just surrender this is your response to the message to the word that we are hearing today and I want you to believe this Lord I believe today that there is more to the story in my life there is more to the life that I'm facing it may look like I am in the grave it may look like I am in the tomb it may look like I am dead. My hopes are dead. But today I want to declare in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that's not your conclusion. There is more to the story. There is more to what God wants to do through you. And in Jesus' name. And in Jesus' name. And in Jesus' name.